3: To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com Patrick. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at
5: youtube.com
3: slash the Dan Patrick Show. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio.
5: Good morning. Welcome in. It's the Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. With T.J. Hushman's out, I'm Doug Gottlieb. Happy Labor Day to you. We have a weekend of college football in our back pocket, more ball to be played. And of course, we are just uh, three nights away, right? I mean I didn't, this is like back when um, and this is something that the kids won't be able to say these days, right, when you used to stop and ask for directions. Right? When you stop and ask for directions, like, oh, you go four lights up and you take a right. Nobody has to ask for directions because you got in your phone. Not now, right? anymore, right? But four lights up and then the, then the, and then you'd pull away. And you're like, wait, should do I count the first light? Do I do I? So when I say okay, says so four, three nights away, right? Said so tonight's Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, and then Thursday night is that? Am I right by saying three nights away, or is it four nights away? which 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 is the the technical it's 3 3 nights okay i did get it i just want to make sure that i wasn't i was counting the right number of nights so as we get ready for that you heard you heard the update from Brian Finley that um they're going to sign Jason Peters uh to give them some some stability on the offensive line um Dak Prescott of course is the Cow, the Cowboys quarterback he had this to say about Tyler Smith who's going to start for Tyron Smith Said expects him to be ready uh, to play. TJ, like, look, they're taking on a Tampa team that has their own offensive line issues, but defensive front doesn't appear to be an issue yet. Outside of CD Lamb, you don't really have healthy top end wide receivers. What are the Cowboys going to look
6: like when they when they take the field against the Buccaneers this weekend? If you act Dax Prescott, they they don't look great. Look like a million dollars. I, I don't believe the Cowboys. They. When, when you lose the amount of players that they've lost and, and then the guys you're counting on to be pillars of your team get injured, Tyron Smith, Michael Gallup isn't ready to go from last year's injury, this is all going to fall on Dak Prescott's shoulder, CeeDee Lamb, and that run game. And that run game hasn't been that run game in years. And, and so what will they be? There'll be a team that offensively will have to be perfect and hope and pray that their defense uh, is dominant. That defense is going to have to be dominant. And they have the players at every level to be a really good defense. Can Trey Von Diggs, can he get that many interceptions again this year? It's hard. It's it's hard to – year after year, continue to get a ton of interceptions. Can can he do that again? Can Micah Parsons accumulate as many sacks as he did? Can Demarcus Lawrence stay healthy this year? There's just so many variables when you talk about the Cowboys. Yes, they just signed Jason Peters. Well, is he going to be a veteran leader? You would assume by week three he'll be in there starting. He's 40 years old. You got to get your legs up under you. But how is his body going to react not going through training camp, no offense. Yeah, you've been training, but playing football is, is different than training. And so the Eagles should be better. The Washington Commanders defensively are always going to present a problem. Brian Dable with, with the Giants, they they should be better. I'm just not sure that I expect the Cowboys to be what Dak Prescott and, and the Cowboys fans expect them to be. Can you believe that it's been since the mid-90s?
5: That they've had back to back ten win seasons, like that's kind of remarkable.
6: Could it be it's just a lot of parity in that division, or they just can't put back to back good seasons together? You, you tell
5: you tell me. I don't think it's I don't think it's the parity in the division because during that time there've been plenty of droughts for the rest of that division, and literally since 1996, that was the last time they had back to back ten win seasons. And that was they had what was that, I think six in a row. Obviously, that's when they had they had Troy at quarterback. So um, it f- fell apart. That was Barry Switzer had the last kind of. Then he had a six and ten year. Then Chan Gailey won ten with Troy, and uh, then they went through some lean years. But um, it's been since nineteen ninety six they've had back to back ten win seasons. That that to me is just crazy considering one, how much discussed the Cowboys are. And discussed is like every year is like this is gonna be could this be the year for the Cowboys? Well, they have I I do feel like this is not a year where people outside of Dallas think this is gonna be their year. But they do CeeDee Lamb's a star. Micah Parsons a star. You know, you do have some other good pieces and the division isn't seen as being great. I mean, I think the Eagles have probably a a a little bit a better roster it just there's not the belief at Jalen Hurts in, in comparison to Dak Prescott so uh but it's it's really remarkable their inability to put back-to-back you know big seasons together i like the eagles to win time. this
6: division I, I i like the eagles to win this division j- just off of overall roster construction and offensively defensively complementary football they they can win it offensively, or they can win it defensively. And, and the Cowboys can as well, but when you take CD L- Lamb away, where do they go? Where do they go with the ball? And, and so now this is where Dak Prescott, he's going to earn his money. Yeah. He, he, he's going to earn that contract by I'm going to make this guy a name. Yeah. And who, who, who will be that guy? We don't know. But if the Cowboys play well, it will be because Dak Prescott are bringing people to our attention that we had no idea who they were. And, and so that's what you pay these quarterbacks, the amount of money that they receive for those moments. So you can say, hey, I'm going to make this guy a household name. And so it's a lot of pressure on Dak Prescott. You get the contract. And now when they take Ceedee Lamb West third and seven, they're going to double Ceedee Lamb. Tony Pollard in the slot. Do you like Tony? the idea of Tony Pollard in the slot? Personally, I like a receiver in a slot because that's what they're used to doing. They're used to now. I like Tony Pollard in the slot if he's going against a linebacker, not if he's going against a nickel corner that if you're saying you're moving him to receiver, which they say they want to try to do. No, I mean, a nickel corner is going to be able to cover Tony Pollard. I prefer a receiver that's been doing it and knows how to get open and understands the nuances of route running. And so I prefer a receiver over, to, over Tony Pollard in the slot, me personally. Now, what kind of personnel grouping will that defense put out there Sure, when Tony Pollard is in the slot? So if they go two backs, what kind of personnel do they, they classify that as? And, and maybe it's a strong safety or a linebacker, then – yeah, I, I like that. I like that for the Cowboys, but not not if it's a nickel corner, no. All right, uh, we'll get back to some Cowboys talk in a second. Brandon Whedon will be our guest.
5: He's a former uh, former Dallas Cowboys starting quarterback. But uh, I, I do have this not-so-breaking news. We were talking about um, roller coasters and rides and falls from uh, skydiving. We also talked a little bit of bungee jumping. Jason Stewart producing this here uh, production. I I've, I've forgotten that you you're a bungee jumper guy, right? Like that's this. Jason, is, you bungee jump? Yes, I am. Ah!
7: I am. Of uh, you know, there's a place over here in L.A. called the uh, Bridge to Nowhere. It's an old abandoned bridge, and a bungee company took took over it, so you could bungee down into this uh, towards gorge. this river
5: gorge. It looks it's like a little gorge, like a mini gorge.
7: Yeah. So we got video and everything.
5: I I have a I have a million questions.
6: And that how many don't times add. have you done it? Yeah.
7: Um, I've done it a total of three times over two trips because you know when they go when you go there, they're like you can pay for one, but you'll want to go twice. So the first time I went there, I'm like, you're right, I want to do this again.
5: And I immediately right after, like you hey. got
6: done, you did it like immediately. Were or? you nervous that first one? Were you nervous? Well,
5: yeah, yeah. Let's let's get to the first one. So so do you have to like walk upstairs? <laughs> are you standing down, looking over. Are you, do you, are you? Do you have any issues with heights to begin with?
7: Okay, let's see. Um, first of all, you walk to the bridge. There's no walking upstairs or anything. You walk to the bridge, and you never actually get down to the gorge. So you, you stay up on the bridge. Um, nerves don't, aren't a factor for me. I've, I've done some skydiving, too. Um, I like I liked the heights. That's not—I that's, mean, it was the best adrenaline rush that I could possibly ever receive.
5: Yeah, because you um, feel like you're going to die. You could die. Because there's just, always that chance. Yeah.
7: But just the feeling of free falling at you know at that speed it's uh, it's something that's undescribable um, and amazing.
6: <sighs> amazing, he said. Amazing, wow!
5: It
7: really is, TJ. And I'm I sure. Think, i think I'm sure it is. It's it, one of you, those like that
5: looks that looks exhilarating. I'm gonna pass. <laughs> right, that looks exhilarating. I'm gonna pass.
6: Mm. I mean, no. you have to be a certain type of individual to. Enjoy that initial free fall and like, man, this bungee better bungee, <laughs> you know, <laughs> better bungee. Don't snap or give way or, yeah, that that part of it is just for me. It's kind of, it's a little fearful there. A little, a, fear. Little? a look. little. That's that's a that's a no, thank you. I, look, I'll, I'll, so there's a. But there's you a just, Doug, you just said last segment that you would actually consider skydiving. No, I didn't. Uh, you was uh, you said I would have to have two parachutes so that no, when you I no I didn't I, this discussion never came up <laughs> you I said, never said that you, one shoot I wouldn't I couldn't have one shoot so that's no, the, the first
5: the first time you go you go on something somebody goes on your back anyway and they they have their shoot and you have your shoot I have no I just have I've always I've, I've this is my sister went skydiving I think on her 18th birthday I remember she told me she's she's I was like how was it she's like well I threw up but it was it was great like no I just. I'm sure it'd be incredible. I look, there's a bridge uh, where I live. And, um, my, my son, like one day, like he went, he went with his buddies in the summer. He's like, dad, we jumped off the bridge. Like, yeah, it's like a, like a childhood, early teenage, you know, uh, from like 11 to like 13, 14, some 16 year old kids will jump off this, this bridge. So he's telling me about it. And, and I was like, well, let's take me there i want to see it because i thought it was like a like a five foot ten foot bridge whatever it was a decent height so he's jumping off of it and i'm you know you got to check for boats don't want to land on a boat that'd be a bad thing so he's like call me soft him and his buddy colton are calling me soft so finally i get up there and i did not jump off this bridge that a couple of 12 year olds were 13 year olds were jumping off this bridge but i did it but that was like that's like the limit that's I don't know. I I watched your video, Jason, and I think that looks fun. How close are those sides of the kind of gorge? Because it feels like if you jump in the wrong direction, you're going to hit a little rock.
7: Well, actually, the tricky part is, and they, they do a little training session before they do it. You're supposed to jump out so that the bungee, when it kicks back, doesn't kick you under the bridge so you smash your head, right? Yeah, so you have to no. jump out so that there's an no. angle to go under no. the bridge. Oh man. No. <laughs> uh, so that's you could possibly no.
5: bungee snap and get
6: knocked out.
5: Yeah. Now there's now there's two possible, oh, like, there's the two fun, possible ways in which you can you can die. Yeah. Once you get to the second way you could die, I'm good. I was good
6: before, now I'm really now I'm I'm good. I'm definitely set. The first person that said, Hey, I'm gonna make this bungee that's strong enough for people to jump off and yes. the first person to do like wow.
5: Was what was well, bungee was originally it's originally designed though for like for repelling, right? J, like right? So I guess I guess somebody who was repelling at some point was like, Hey, we could actually do this where you could jump off of things. Yeah. Just think I'm, of the trial and error it took. Like I think it was too long. <laughs> <laughs> Too much slack,
7: (laughs) but think about this, guys. Um, California has a lot of restrictions and insurance and liability laws, right? So you're strapped around your waist on this one. Nothing's going to happen to you if you go to like South Africa. You just said
5: if you don't, you just said if you don't jump out, you could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There there are a couple things. You can hit your head in the
7: bridge. I'm just saying that I want to go to a place where there's no liability, like a South (laughs) Africa or something, where you you could go by the ankles. And you can go like twice as far. You could you could dive twice as far because there's, there's you would want to do something like that?
5: that we just said we just talked about uh, a, oh, wow. a tower if in you India. Love
7: this you want the you want you want deeper. You want longer. Yeah,
5: it's a drug for you basically. Pretty you're much, just, wow. you're just pump that sucker into my brain. Wow. I need some sort of adrenaline, even if it kills me. Bring it okay well now we understand how you value your your, your life uh that's uh, that's Jason Stewart adventurer extraordinaire and the producer of the Doug Gottlieb show normally on Fox Sports Radio T.J. Hustman's out I'm Doug Gottlieb all right coming up next we'll get back to football what are our expectations of, of, of the Cowboys uh of of the Dallas the Dallas Cowboys and what do we make of Tom Brady taking 11 days away and now continued discussion about stuff off the field how's he going to play by the way those two teams play each other this weekend We'll talk about that next in the Dan Patrick Show.
3: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show, weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
8: All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying, flag on the play. You've already talked about that, but there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments
9: Include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or rent
8: frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on.
0: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
2: As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See amazon.com slash amazon prime for details.
4: If I could eat bacon for every meal, I I think I would. I don't think I would. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, brunch. My love for bacon is no joke. My wife, who I love as much as bacon, says I would even put bacon in cereal if I could.
9: You know, I thought that I knew what good bacon was. Uh, Turns out, nope, I was wrong. Hmm. Because then I tried right-brand bacon, and honestly...
5: With T.J. Hishman's out, I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is the Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. All right, so here's what we've had so far. We've had a bunch of college football games. We got some discussion over that. Um, and we're three nights away from the NFL kicking off. So, times are good. Times are really good. Had that crazy game last night to, uh, uh, to think about, LSU missing, having an extra point blocked after a crazy, crazy series of events that led to them scoring what would have been a tying or potentially go-ahead touchdown, and uh, Florida State getting the win. we got all the rest of the college football. We can cover all of it. Uh, Brandon Whedon's our guest. of course, former star at Oklahoma State, first-round draft pick of the Browns. Started for the Browns, started for the Cowboys, started for the uh, Houston Texans. He joins us in the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. I want to work backwards to the college football bee in a second, but let's start with the Cowboys. Um, Jason Peters is going to sign with the Cowboys. they got Tyler Smith, but they're a bit, of, a bit of a mash unit in the offensive line and at the wide receiving core outside of C.D. Lamb. What, what do you think their likelihood of success is based upon kind of the roster and the issues they're having, especially up front?
10: Yeah, I mean, I think if you go back to the days that, you know, the Cowboys were, were successful, especially on the offensive side of the ball, is, you know, when DeMarco was there and the year I was there, 2014, we were, we're really good up front. I mean, our offensive line I argue, with the best in the league. You know, Tyron Smith. I mean, probably at the time was one of the best left tackles in the league, and Travis Frederick and Zach Martin. I mean, we had some, we had some dudes, and and it allowed us to, to do a lot of different things. And it started with running the football. And right now, it's it's kind of a patchwork deal. I mean, adding a guy like Jason Peters would be would be huge for that for that front. Um, yeah, you know, I think mean Tyler Smith's going to be a good player, but he's a rookie, right? I mean, put him the left tackle. In a division that's got pretty good fronts on the other side it's it's that's a big task so um yeah I mean they're just they thin at the at, at the important positions um you know and I think they need to go out and find some depth it's just it's gonna be tough you know it's gonna be tough on deck um getting to get creative and, and find ways to get the ball out on time and and uh, run the ball creatively but um man it's you know, I hate to see it for him. There, you know, tyron Smith. Uh, there was a stat a couple of years back. You know, the games that he played versus the games he had not played, and the Cowboys' record was was quite a bit worse when he's not in there. So, uh, losing Tyron Smith is a is a big blow. He's a he's a big time talent, big time uh, left tackle there for the Cowboys.
6: Brandon, being a former quarterback, going into this season, every uh, only weapon he has right now is that. I mean, is uh, C.D. Lamb until Michael Gallup comes back. How as a quarterback do you approach your skill guys that are unproven? Do you hey I I I'm I'm gonna be relying on you, I need you to do X, Y, and Z, or you just let it play out? Yeah,
10: yeah, I mean, I think you gotta let it play out as as well as you can. I mean, you know, obviously C D's gotta get his his targets, but um you know, as a quarterback you just gotta you gotta let the coverage, you gotta let the coverage dictate it and you gotta let your progression kinda tell you where to go with the football. And um and that's, a lot of that's going to be on Kellen Moore, is, is finding out how teams are playing these guys without until Michael Gallup gets back. Um, because, you know, everybody knows where the ball's going to go. They're going to try to find 88. And so, uh, as a quarterback, it's it's challenging. You know, in, in college, you know, it's a little different because you know, I had Justin Blackman, for example, at Oklahoma State. And it's like, I mean, come hell or high water, it didn't matter. I mean, if it was third and eight, I don't care if it's cover two, I'll try to force a. You know, a, a whole shot in there to him, or I'll try to force maybe a ball that I shouldn't shouldn't do. Whereas in the NFL, it's just not that easy. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be tough on deck. You know, I'm, I'm, I hate it for him because um, they were pretty promising at that position. Obviously, lose Cedric Wilson, you lose some guys like that. I mean, there's it's it's going to be it's going to be a little more challenging for them until they get Gallup back. But as a quarterback, I mean, you just got to you can't you can't try to force things that aren't there. And sometimes that's when you get in trouble and you start turn the ball over and, and things don't go the way, you, the way you need them to go. So, Dak's um, got to be patient. Um, and just trust those other guys, man. I mean, you know, they're in the NFL. They're in the NFL for a reason. They're good players. You know, trust them. Uh, get the ball in their hands. Get them some confidence and, and hope that they can uh, hope they continue to get better as the year goes on.
5: Can you imagine a starting quarterback missing 11 days in the middle of camp?
10: <laughs> no. No, that's different. But it's Tom Brady, and he's forty-five years old, and he <laughs> plays a lot of balls. So. <laughs>
5: no, I mean that's I, like, like, like guys. I I, 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 get that. Okay, and but, but you guys can spoke speak speak to this. One of the things that everybody says about Tom Brady is well, when he's around, everybody you know, rises to their level, right? I mean, he's around, like he just brings up. All right, well, what about when he's not around? What does that do to Tampa? You're like, where's Tom? I don't know. When's he back? I don't know. Like that doesn't those those practices without him. Those that just has to be a very Unique sort of distraction um, it, for a guy who has never allowed distractions to come into play
10: ever. Yeah, I mean, it's this is a I've never seen it. I mean, um, it had to be a little bit awkward, you know, at those practices. I mean, Blaine Gabbard's in there, and he's he's the one taking on the first team reps. And you look around, and you know, maybe Tom Brady's over there taking a drink of water. Normally, where now he's not even anywhere to be seen. It's probably. Probably a little awkward. Um, he's a guy that's got a presence that's probably like none, like no one else, you know. And so when he's not there, it probably just doesn't feel right. So um, yeah, it, I agree with you, Doug. I mean, I think it's uh, you never you never see these types of things, and especially when it's a polarizing figure like like Tom Brady and. And the the presence that he's he's had such a demanding presence. Is Brandon oh, Wheaton
6: doing this? W- w- would you do this? You're the quarterback of the Bucks, Brandon Wheaton, or are you saying, "Hey, coach, I need to leave for a week and a half"?
10: No, I wouldn't have a, I wouldn't have the to say that. No, <laughs> I, I don't have the guts. I, there's there's no way. I uh, I'd have to fight through it and I'd be there. But um, no, I, I just think as a quarterback, you know, it's, especially a guy like me, a guy like me, I have no pull. I can't do that. You know. Um, so, no, it had to have been awkward to, to, uh, to not have him there for 11 days. I That's mean,
6: you, you've been in a locker room. We, we haven't even talked about this much, Doug, but you, you've been in a locker room, Brandon. You, you know when he's not there, guys are talking. and oh, 100%. they're they are talking. And because it's Brady, when he comes back, they're not talking anymore, right? But let yeah. let this season start off the wrong way. Let it start off the wrong way. They're really going to be talking. And it's unfortunate because – I love Brady, but you got to be in. And and I get it. Everybody has problems. Everybody around you understands you're playing football. How does Tom Brady walk back into that locker room? Does he explain it? Does he just let it be? Like, how do you walk back into that locker room doing what you just did?
10: I don't have the answer for you. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, every day that he's not there, I mean, that's, you know that's probably one of the first things that conversation is going on, and guys are sitting in their lockers and or, you know getting ready to go out to walkthroughs or whatever. It's like, man, it's weird. Twelve's not here. You know, when's twelve coming back? You know, and I'm sure it's I'm sure it's the first topic of conversation. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, I would I would love to think that you know most of those guys and most of the young guys or most of the free agents that that signed there because he's there are like, I right, mean, I could care less. As long as here, <laughs> as long as he's here week one, I'm good. Um, but yeah, it's kind of an unprecedented deal. You don't see it, um, you know. If it, if it is truly, a, you know, a family issue, you know, we we all have issues like that, right? You know, you gotta gotta learn how to deal with them and and still put your work in. But man, I was I was shocked. I, you know, I I figure maybe two three days, okay. But you know, eleven days—that's half a camp. I mean, that's that's half <laughs> a camp. And that's a lot a lot yeah. of time with guys that aren't there. <laughs>
5: I think that I think that the cover up being worse than the crime in many ways, right? Whereas at first they were like, "Well, this was pre planned." They're like, "When's he going to be back?" We don't know. Well, then that's not that's not really well planned. Maybe that's actually how I plan, but that's not how most people plan for their starting quarterback, especially you know uh, the, the the most accomplished greatest quarterback of all time. Like, like if you want to sell me that it was pre planned, okay. It's not just the part, date of departure; you have to have a return date as well, and they they did not. So that one strikes me as 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 part of the what 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 makes it up. Brandon Whedon's our guest, of course, former first round pick, the Cleveland Browns started with the Browns uh, for a couple of years, with the Cowboys, with the Houston Texans, with uh, T.J. Osment's out. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Kind of quickly, uh, Brandon, t- turned into college football. Oklahoma dramatic change in coaching staff, right? Because Lincoln Riley. Uh, and his crew go out to USC. Left behind is some of the, a, a lot of the old heads. They brought back to Oklahoma. What do you think of this Sooner unit now that we've seen them at least once in the football field?
10: Well, I think at least on the defensive side, they're going to be better. Uh, I think they're going to be tougher. I think Brent Venables is a is a really good football coach that kind of brings that mentality to that side of the ball. Uh, they brought back their strength and conditioning coach, which Doug, you know, is. is We've got a great one at Oklahoma State, and he kind of runs the show, and, and they just paid him a million dollars. So those guys are important. So they brought Schmidty back on as a strength and conditioning coach, and then uh, you know they've they've got uh, you know Brent Venables kind of calling the shots there on defense. But and, and on the other side of the ball, I think they're going to be just fine. I mean, I think Jeff Levy is a, is a great offensive mind. That's probably going to be a head coach in a year or two. Um, but I, I think they're going to be better. they dang are sure going to be they're going to be tougher. Um, yeah, you know, I know they they played UTEP the other day, so kind of hard to gauge. But uh, looked like they tackle better, played a little bit faster in the secondary, which is you know something I said last year. They weren't very good in the secondary, and and they look pretty soft back there. But a little bit more physical, and um, yeah, I think it's going to be a little bit d- different looking Sooner team. But I think they're going to be uh, I think they're going to be pretty solid.
5: You mentioned you mentioned tougher. It does sound like you think that that Lincoln and his style of putting together a staff. You know, does that dog hunt in the in the Big Ten? I, I know the Big Ten will be different than the Big 12, different than the SEC. Do you think the style of which, not just he likes to play, but how he likes to coach, that it will have kind of the defensive toughness it takes to win big?
10: Well, I think I mean, it's just, it starts more up front. I mean, I think, you know, you look at the Big Ten, you know, and I think Big Ten football, I think, you know, big first-round pick, offensive linemen, you know, good edge rushers. And, and big three techniques and nose tackles. So I, I just think, you know, I think size and I think, you know, just running the football, powering the football. Um throw all that out the window. How's he gonna like playing in Michigan in November? It's freezing cold. Those guys are gonna <laughs> that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting. But um no, I, I think, you know, he's gonna have to recruit a little bit different style of player, especially again up front on both sides of the ball. Um, kind of bringing up physicality because, I mean, it's it's more smash-mouth up there in the Big Ten, per se, and and he likes to he likes to be a little more finesse and, and spread you out. So that's an interesting transition. I, I'm i kind of uh, I'm anxious to see how it all plays out.
5: Brandon, great stuff, man. Have a happy Labor Day. Uh, I'm sure you're teeing it up somewhere. Are you teeing it up somewhere or are you doing the leg thing today?
10: Nah, I think I'm going to go tee it. I, I hadn't really thought about it until this morning, but it's pretty nice here. There's no wind, so I'm thinking about seeing if I can sneak on somewhere.
5: All right. I, I don't think you're, there's no sneaking on at your size with your stature in that state, but I, I appreciate you trying to act like you can sneak on, of course. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. You got it. See you guys. Brandon, we can join us here uh, on on the Dan Patrick show. Let, let's get to that, that Brady thing. I mean, like, look, it's, it's really, really interesting that um, you still have people like, ah, the division's not to good, like Saints roster is pretty good. I don't know what to make of Carolina because Carolina, when they have Christian McCaffrey, uh, they're they're obviously a, a completely different football team. Even going back to last year, he gets hurt. They're three uh, zero. They they never recover. Now that wasn't it was against at least two kind of bottom feeders in the league. But still, um, I don't know. I I look at Tampa and I think uh, there's all these little signs there that that should point point to them having somewhat of a disappointing season. Right, the Brady thing. Lose your starting center. You lose. You know. You have a you have a, a retirement from an offensive lineman you weren't expecting. You lose another offensive lineman. You have a, a change you know, in, in, in the head coach. I know most of the rest of the staff has stayed the same. I don't know. There appears to be signs there. But you look at the division like, all right, it's, if I don't love
6: them, who do I love? What do you make of, of how we should feel going into Tampa season? It's going to be interesting. The Saints are going to be better. in the Saints defensively run a Saints system. Same defensive uh, coach and Dennis Allen will, will be there. They they gave the Bucks problems. If Jameis Winston can stay healthy, the the Saints are going to present problems for the Bucks. And, and you spoke of it offensively up front for for the Bucks. What are they going to do? Any quarterback? It's not just Brady. If you get pressure on them, they're going to start to feel that pressure. They're going to start to sense it, and so. It's going to be – it's not going to be as easy, I believe, as people perceive it to be. The Saints are going to present a problem. Carolina, we don't know. They have a good roster. If Baker's healthy, Baker has played good football in the National Football League. Like, he's been a good quarterback at times. And so, if he's healthy and he's playing with the confidence uh, that he played with when he took the Cleveland Browns to the playoffs – that'll present a problem as well because the Panthers also, they have – you look at their roster, they have a good roster. And so it's not going to be easy for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, the Bucks also have a good roster. But where they're hurting is up front on that offensive line, you can't be that way in that division. Not with what Carolina has on the defensive front – and not what the Saints have on the defensive front, and so for the Bucks, it's just going to be: can they block guys? Can they get stops? They're going to get stops because defensively, Tabo's he's going to stop the run and force you to be one-dimensional and throw the ball. Can those other? Can Baker do that consistently? Can Jameis Winston can do it consistently? Can Marcus Mariota do it consistently in Atlanta? You know, we didn't talk about those guys, but. The, the Falcons also, they present matchup problems with Kyle Pitts and Drake London out there with, with that size and that ability to just be big, big guys that can move. And so for the Bucs, it, it's going to be interesting because if they don't get it done, they're going to point to the 11 days. They're going to go back to the 11 days and what if and, and, and the whys and things of that nature. Yeah, no, I, I think that that's the best point that anybody's made on this,
5: TJ is if you remember, um, I guess it was last year, right? Wasn't it last year where where Aaron Rodgers was late showing up and did he want to be traded and not want to be traded? And what did he do this off season? He wasn't at OTAs. He was out hiking Machu Picchu. right? And what happened? First game of the year, they go out there and they just get hammered. They played New Orleans in Jacksonville. Am I remembering, Jay Stu? am I remembering yes. the, the games correctly? Right? New Orleans in Jacksonville. And they got smashed. Now, he ended up having an MVP season and having a great year. But for that that short period of time, I everyone said, myself included, was like, maybe, maybe you should have spent a little bit more in the summer in the film room. I'm, I don't know, right? It's the message that you sent. Here, here's, the, here's the way I would, I would uh, relate it to somebody. Um, in the early 80s, my dad was an assistant coach with Tex Winter at Long Beach State. And Tex Winter, if you remember that name, um, it was the architect of the triangle offense. He was a great college coach before he put the triangle into the Bulls and into the Lakers. a Part of Phil Jackson's staff, winning all those championships. And um, when he was at Long Beach State, my dad would t- he, my, my my dad told me that that the the, off- the drills, uh, the implementation of how they played, all this stuff was incredible. But when they'd start d- the defensive segment of practice. If they put the defensive segment at the end of practice, he would leave practice. Leave. I mean, I don't have anything to do with the defense. He didn't even, like pay attention. <laughs> nothing, nothing. So, and and like there was nothing wrong. And uh, on most most basketball staffs, the. The coaches will break down. Sometimes, Some even have an offensive and defensive coordinator, right? So it's not like the, the head coach is really implementing much of the defense, but not being there or n- makes it not important. The head coach ain't there. It ain't important. And guess what? They were great offensive teams. They weren't very good defensively. It just that wasn't his thing. He wasn't into coaching it. Like, you guys coach that. I'll just coach the offensive side of the ball. And I do think that that... That leadership, whatever whoever your best player is, whoever your coach is, or how how they lead, that that embodies who your team is, and it's going to be interesting because Brady obviously is seen as a workaholic, and the whole mo on him is nobody works harder on his body and his brain and being ready and being prepared, and then dude he's he's off the radar
6: for. And, 11 and that's days. how you know it was important. That's how you know because of everything you just said about Brady for him to do that. It was important to him that he left camp. I guarantee that was a last resort. Buccaneers play the Cowboys this Sunday. Yep. Are we going to overreact to whoever loses? Like, oh,
5: I told you. So
8: told Didn't we do well, When it. the
5: Cowboys lose, we always crazy over people crazy overreact. And if Tom Brady doesn't play well, you know, that what I mean. Well, of course what we're going to say, we shouldn't take 11 days off of camp, big boy.
6: Like You, 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 you know when happen? you leave training camp for 11 days, any player, especially Tom Brady, it's like, whoa, whoa. like yeah. It has to be something so important. Nobody would do it, let alone Tom Brady. And so that's how you know. It was very important. You just hope, if you're a fan of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady, that this isn't a storyline because they don't play well. If they don't play well, they're just not playing well. It has nothing to do with 11 days. But the 11 days will be the story. Of course it will. Of course it will. All right, coming up next,
5: Bill Belichick gave a downright long-winded answer to a pretty simple question. You'll hear it. We'll discuss it with T.J. Hushman's Adam, Doug Gottlieb. That's next in the Dan Patrick Show.
1: Fox
3: Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
8: All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments
9: Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies.
8: There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on.
3: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next.
0: The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
2: As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports, like
5: So uh, we'll we'll get back to the the college football first week reaction over some of these crazy games, especially how that LSU Florida State game ended it was nutty. But uh, TJ, I want to play for you something. Um, there are times in which Bill Belichick be, can become loquacious. He, he finds a whether it's his mood, whether it's a question, or sometimes who asks the question. He was asked about his expectations of his team against Miami in the opener. Here was his answer.
11: That's a $64,000 question on everything. Opening day is opening day. Nobody's really shown much in preseason. The cards will be on the table on Sunday. And like every opening game, I'm sure we'll have to make some adjustments once we see what they're doing. Um, And vice versa, that's always the way it is. So you have to leave room for a little bit of the unknown, things they've been working on that they haven't shown or – things specifically game plan for you that we've had trouble with uh, at some point. They've had a lot of time to prepare for the game, several months, as have we. So there's a you know, big part of the unknown. I think all that will clear up in the first two to three weeks of the season when teams settle into their style of play that they want to bank on. Uh, but right now that's not necessarily known and, and league-wide the playing time for – you know, a lot of the key players on every team is low, so it's hard to hard to tell how some of their their players are going to be used. But we know they're going to the guys are going to feature. So uh, we'll have to see how it goes.
6: How do you, how do you go in relatively blind into that first game? Number one, w- why did he say sixty four thousand dollars? Where does that come in at? It's that old expression. That's an old expression. Really, yeah, it's an old, I, think, I Yeah, I think it was an old game show. <laughs> Must be real old. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm like, why 64,000? Well, you go into the first game, it's the unknown. I tell you this, all 32 teams think they're going to win. I will tell you that. Like, never once did I go into a season thinking, oh, man, we suck. We're not going to be good. Every season, I'm like, we're going to be pretty good this year. And that first game may or may not show you just, just just because you win doesn't mean you have a great season just because you lose doesn't mean you're bad and that and that's what so that's what makes football the best game in the world because it's now it's 17 games and each game is its own individual game that what you did last Sunday that worked so well, You probably won't do it. And if you do, as we would say, you have a little window dressing. We're going to show you something to make you think we're doing this, but we're going to do what we did last week to see if you guys are prepared for this. And so football is a game of adjustments, matchups. The coaches and teams and players that do it best are the ones that come out on top. But everybody's going into this first week like, we're going to win. I guarantee the Patriots believe that. I guarantee the Dolphins believe it. This Thursday, the Rams and the Bills both believe that. No question. No,
5: no, 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 no question. But 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 the, the thing is nobody walks into a game thinking they're gonna lose. Um, but there are now, questions. Now, for both- now now
6: you get middle of the season, they walk into the game thinking they're gonna lose. If you're getting your butt kicked all year, you are going into the game like, oh, we're gonna lose another one. That's a fact.
5: Um, I don't know if the Patriots, I I mean, I guess I do think the Patriots that staff and the way they think they 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 figure it's like a math problem. They they convince themselves these first four games are like extended preseason. Then once we get the book on people, now we know how to beat them. That's our that's kind of that's how we roll. That's how we establish kind of our our style. There's okay, so there's two different different questions for each of these different teams. Let's start with the Patriots. Are you a believer in the idea of guys that have played against? A style of offense can then implement that style of offense, right? That's what we're hearing. Like Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, they love the you know the 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 zone blocking
6: schemes. Zone, you know, you know, running the zone outside. It's an outside outside zone, zone. which is that's. You talk to any offensive line coach, and that that's hard. It's not easy. It that is hard to teach. It's easy. Oh, we want to learn. That's it's hard. That's why everybody can't do it. It's hard.
5: So, are you a buyer into guys that haven't traditionally taught it but that have played against it can in fact teach it?
6: Oh, of course, but i'm not I'm not a buyer in a guy in Matt Patricia that was a defensive coach, and when you were in Detroit, your defense wasn't that good. You couldn't teach what you did best. How are you going to teach offense? And that's no disrespect. what I'm saying you're the offense or the defense you coordinated in Detroit. Wasn't very good, so now I expect you to coordinate offense. That's not your side of the ball, and it's going to be better than the defensive core. I just I don't get it. I don't get it, and that's what makes the football game this Sunday interesting because now it's preseason. It's no game planning. Now you got to show your cards. Now you got game plan. Now you got to really show you know what you're doing. Yeah, and, and, and so. Yeah, he can teach it, but it's not easy. That's why everybody doesn't do they it. They don't run it. Yeah, McVeigh can do it. Yeah, the Shanahan's do it, but they've been doing it their whole life, their entire life. McVay comes up under Shanahan in, in, in those guys. And so it's not as easy as they believe. They'll find out. Um, okay, really quickly. Can Tua get the most out of Tyreek Hill? Man, I actually like Tua, man. Tua was extremely accurate in college, but Tua had dogs at Alabama. Tua has dogs now in Miami. And so he's going to throw the ball accurately enough. If you protect him, he did it in Alabama. And so, yeah, I believe the Dolphins are going to have a really good year. Yeah,
5: I th- that part's going to be interesting, though, because they are just throws that – it felt like only Mahomes or Mahomes and a handful of guys could make. It, it does feel like he's he's a he's like a he's a weapon that oh, not everybody he, can he, use.
6: He's not gonna make those throws that Mahomes makes and run around and then still hit Tyreek Hill on the money. He's not gonna do that. He doesn't have to do that. He can do what Tua can do. He did it in college. He can do it in the league. He, he can do it. it. just be a different way. It's more than one way to skin a cat.
5: With TJ Your Out, I'm Doug Gottlieb. All right, coming up next, we will see the Rams. We will see the Bills. How much is there lingering in the Bills and how their last season ended? Getting ready for this season. We'll discuss next in the Dan Patrick Show.
1: Terms and conditions apply.
3: What makes a Mercedes-Benz EV different? Electric is what gets you there. But Mercedes is what moves you. Like no other automaker can. The vehicle, all electric. The feeling, all Mercedes. The choice is all yours. Learn more at mbusa.com EQ.
0: With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears.
8: All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock.